You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Welcome in, sports party people, sports watchers, sports listeners, whatever you want to call yourselves, to another episode of the Sports Scramble podcast. It's a uh, it's a duo tonight. Wade, or Wade and Futch unable to, to make it. Work calls, duty calls, you got to do what you got to do. So myself and Tyler are holding down the fort. Tyler, hope you had a wonderful weekend. How you doing? Yeah, doing good. Uh, it was a weekend uh, full of football once again. Uh, really good games. Uh, I, last week we were talking about here on the show that we really had no game whatsoever be close. Uh, but all four of the games, you know, maybe outside the, the Baltimore Ravens and the, the Houston Texas game, it was 10 to 10. It was close for about a half and then the Ravens took off. Uh, but other than that, you know, starting to get some more college basketball in here. And, you know, the, we're counting down to college baseball. Uh, LSU had their first pitch banquet yep, last yep. night. Uh, so, as LSU fans, we're gearing up uh, for some college baseball in, in February. You know, uh, I watched a lot of stuff on the first pitch banquet last night. We're, we're going we're gonna to pause football real quick. We're going to talk about college baseball for a short second. Um, obviously, LSU here, LSU bias between the two of us. We have our Bayou Bengal fights. We may bring it back for baseball season. Uh, we're floating around the idea. Uh, we really like talking about college baseball. Um, Jay Johnson is coming off a national championship. He's got to defend his national championship. Never done that in his coaching career. It's definitely different, right? You got everybody. You got a target on your back. So the Tigers, they got to watch out. They're going to have uh, a lot of people honed in on them. It's kind of like uh, women's basketball, right? Every time you go play somewhere, the crowd is sold out. They give you your best shots. Of course, we uh, – you know, the women's basketball team has seen that. They've had a little bit of adversity here lately, but they got South Carolina coming up on Thursday. Tyler, fun fact for you. Wade and I went to the women's uh, basketball versus Texas A&M last week, two weeks ago. Uh, we sat in the upper decks, hopped on uh, Seat Geek. Used belly up uh, for $20 off. Got our tickets for $2 because it was like an Damn. hour before the game started. $2, Tyler. The fees were more than the ticket price, okay? So it was a total of $10 uh, for both of us. Um, those same seats I looked today for the LSU versus South Carolina women's game, I want you to guess. Give me a number. Um, I'll say uh, 750 Okay, those seats are 250 because we were in the nosebleeds. We're at the top of oh. the, the bottom, though, the level 300, I think it is. That's the inner loop. Those are going for $799. <laughs> To watch a college women's basketball game. Now, don't get me wrong. South Carolina LSU is going to be a, more of a matchup for the ages. Top top two top teams. But $799. You've got to be out of your mind. But if you use code BELLYUP, you get $20 off. So, there you go. Um, but, like I said, I kinda, college baseball is on its way. We'll be bringing that back. Women's basketball is in full swing. Um uh, I wasn't going to talk about it, but I got to. Caitlin Clark, she flop or not? What do you think? Well, that I mean, honestly, I I think that the really the whole deal outside of that is what we can take is that the safety, obviously, uh, by the security wasn't great. I mean, there, there's got to be a line of security. I mean, you just have to know that Ohio State is is a good enough team 
to to really pull off that upset. Uh, so right. you should have been ready beforehand. What you could have done is was like whenever it was like it was pretty much already over. So there's like a couple of seconds left. You could have gave some time uh, for Iowa to just clear their bench. That way you can have a safe, uh, you know. St- you know, storming the court. Uh, but if you're going to ask me if like I'm against storming the court, no, I mean, no. I went to college. No. I mean, if my team had the opportunity to either storm the field or storm the court, I was going to do it because if everybody else is going to do it, I mean, there's no, everybody no. else does it. You can't really get in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm really the main takeaways from that, that she's okay from that. Uh, but the, the security, for that reason, uh, sh- could have been definitely better managed. Yeah, no, I agree. The security didn't do their job, but I've watched the video a bunch on Twitter or X, as it's called. Um, it looks like a little bit on purpose, right? Like she kind of sees her. Caitlin Clark looks up and sees her and puts her arms out as she's running into her. So I don't know. I I'm not a huge Caitlin Clark fan just because of the LSU-Iowa game last year and the, all that deal, and then you can't see me. What would have been great is if the fan looked at her after she bulldozed her and goes, you can't see me, and kept on running. That would have been an all-time moment. Uh, but like you said, the safety of the players is what, what we need to uh, worry about first. It's the same deal with uh, you know football field. I think, who was it? Uh Somebody, it was in the SEC, it might have been against Alabama. I don't remember. Somebody stormed the field this year, and that player or that fan got absolutely leveled by one of the players. It was like a defensive lineman just lowered his shoulder into him as he was running at him. So, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, as the saying goes. But speaking of prizes, Tyler, you want to tell the, uh, tell the folks what our big prize is? We had our announcements before. Uh, let's see, what was it? The. Uh, national championship we announced. What did we announce, Tyler? Yeah, we announced uh, before the national championship uh, watch party that we were going to be doing a giveaway. Uh, we didn't know when we were going to do it. Uh, and then uh, Chet brought out the point uh, that whenever we were going to hit 300 subs, because at the time that we were at uh, like 290 or something like that, we absolutely blew the door out of that. So we appreciate everybody who's been supporting us, you know, from the beginning, you know, these last couple of weeks. We set our goal at 300, but if you look, we're at 532 subs right now. Uh, so we blow the doors off of that, and now you know we're going to give it away. We're going to give back to community. Uh, so we're going to be giving away a $20 Finax gift card. Uh, so, you know, MLB season, college baseball season, college basketball season, NFL season, maybe your team wins the Super Bowl. You can use this. Uh, so we're going to announce the winner right now. Yeah, if your team doesn't win the Super Bowl, loses this week, the, the gear will go on sale. You can use this gift card to get you something for free, basically, because it'll be on such a, a discount. Um, but we scrolled through the subscriber list, and when we chat, GPT actually helped with this. Pick one lucky winner. That is, drumroll please, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Randy Thompson. So I've got your name here, Randy. Uh, you've been subscribed since November of last year. We appreciate the Oil. sub. If you're watching, if you're listening, if you catch this on a video, we'll be putting in our description. Um, reach out to us on Twitter at SportsCramble4 or send us an email. Uh, if you don't have Twitter, SportsCramblePodcast at gmail.com. Let us know uh, you know, that you're Randy. We'll, we'll come up with a way to verify it, but we trust people. Um, let us know. 
contact us. We have that gift card waiting for you. We appreciate you being a loyal sub. And of course, I'm sure we'll be doing another one in the future because we asked, we said, hey, we're at 295. would mean the world to us if we can get to 300. And uh, we blew that out of the water. So, Tyler, the train keeps rolling. We're getting ready to go into baseball season. Football season is coming to an end. We got NASCAR Neil in a couple weeks. He's chiming in on the chat. Uh, yes, it was Alabama last yep. season. He brings up. Was it the that. Tennessee game or was it the LSU I, game? I think it was the Tennessee game when they said yeah, it's got to be the Tennessee, Tennessee game. <laughs> um, so, but Randy Thompson, reach out to us. We got a gift card with your name on it. So, uh, back to regular scheduled programming. Uh, let's get into some, some NFL talk, Tyler. We had the Ravens and the Texans, which you mentioned was not the closest game. Uh, I fell into the trap. I texted Wade, called him. I was like, Hey, I got money in my DraftKings account. Hammer it. Cause obviously I don't live in Louisiana. Uh, I went all Ravens I, or I'm sorry. I went all Texans money line spread. I almost bet the over-under. I lost it all because, uh, yeah, the Texans didn't win. So, Tyler, what you see? I mean, C.J. Stroud's a rookie. He just he wasn't enough for that Baltimore defense. No, I mean, Baltimore is sure looking like uh, the favorite to go into Las Vegas. Uh, but like I mentioned, this was close. I mean, uh, you know, Baltimore scored, and then, like, Houston, it was 3-3, to and then Baltimore scored again, and then you had uh, that punt return touchdown uh, that really – carried Houston uh, and then you went into halftime feeling good about yourself and then Lamar Jackson just shows why he's probably going to win the MVP this season I mean that man went off had two rushing touchdowns and that defense uh, really played well I mean CJ Stroud the way the season that he's really had he's probably going to win rookie of the year and it's probably not going to be even close Uh, so yeah Baltimore looking like a scary team I mean if Lamar keeps playing the way that he is and then you know you're your receiver is starting to step up. You know, Nelson Aguilar, he scored a touchdown. You didn't have Mark Andrews this week. Maybe you get him back, uh, you know, this upcoming week uh, against Kansas City. But you still have Isaiah Likely. Odell Beckham Jr., you know, he's not the receiver he was, like, in his prime, but he's a good enough receiver he's to really vault you into a deep postseason run. He has that postseason experience. He won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, so, I'm not panicking about the future of the Houston Texans, you know, really looking at the division and the Jaguars, they had a down season. You don't know what the Titans are going to be. It sounded very likely that Derrick Henry, his final time with the Tennessee Titans is going to be near. And then the Indianapolis Colts, they had a really good season uh, and they didn't even have Anthony Richardson. Like if you remember, Anthony Richardson got hurt and they had to roll with Gardner Minshew. Uh, So if you want me to, I think that the Titans are probably going to be last for, you know, you don't have Mike Vrabel there anymore. The quarterback situation. They just hired uh, yeah, they Bengals did. offense coordinator. Yep. Neil's yep. got so it in the a, chat here. There we go. Um, yep. That's a step in the right direction. But I just think that there's three teams that's already ahead of them. Uh, so definitely if you're a Houston, Texas fan, you got to feel good about it. But you just ran into an absolute buzzsaw in the Ravens. I think that the Ravens, if I had to say right now, they're probably going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. I mean, in all, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm battling a little bit of a, a little bit of a cough here. I went into the driving range. Uh, it was 40 degrees and windy, and it wasn't my best decision. So I think the weather caught up with me. Um, if you're the, if you're a Houston Texas fan, this honestly, minus the Super Bowl victory, was probably the best thing you could that you could have wished for for your season. You go from having the number two pick in the draft. I think they won three games last year. Uh, new ke- new coach and D'Amico Ryans. He t- takes the C.J. Stroud, who everybody said was going to be a bust. Look at him. 
I mean, he goes out there and he balls. Will Anderson on the defensive side looked great. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. It was it was cool to see Stingley and Odell matched up on a couple plays. Um, to see like the old LSU versus the new LSU kind of you know that those eras. Uh, as a Texans fan, I, I guess I'm a bandwagon Texas fan. I'll admit it. Um, I'm excited for the future. Uh, I'm not excited for the New Orleans Saints future and Mickey Loomis uh, with his gum smacking. I'm sure you've, if you're on the internet, you've seen it. Um, the PR guy should lose his job. I mean, just take the gum away from him. That's all you got to do. Uh, but I digress. The, they look good. They had a game, 10-10, halftime, and I was like, that's why I bet on the Texans plus 10. You're telling me the Bengals or the Ravens are going to beat them by 10? No way. They're tied. Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, they ended up beating them. What was the final score? Like 34-10. Yeah, so they beat about 24. Uh, so Vegas was right on that one. Uh, they got me again. Um, and then that evening, we had the uh, 49ers and the Packers, which, I mean, the Packers, everybody was calling their front office stupid for not drafting Aaron Rodgers, a wide receiver, a run, you know, some help. Uh, they, they, they took Jordan Love four or five years ago. I mean, they look like geniuses. He sits behind Aaron Rodgers for three or four years. Rodgers is gone, and instead of in a rebuild mode like everybody thought they would be, Love picked right up where Rodgers left off, gets him to the divisional round of the playoffs. Honestly, had a very good chance to win that game, but when you're going up against a team, uh, which Debo didn't finish the game, but Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, CMC. I mean, Brock Purdy's playing out of his mind. That's just too many weapons on the offensive side. Uh, to really, that Packers defense was iffy. Uh, that that Saturday night, especially with the rain and the weather. I mean, the 49ers, they looked like the, the team that they're supposed to be, uh, and they pulled it out. So what do, what do you see from the Packers? I mean, they could be optimistic going into next year for sure. Yeah, very optimistic. Uh, they got really young talent at their wide receivers. You know, Jaden Reed, he had a good rookie season out of Michigan State. You know, uh, Romeo Dobbs, he had a really good breakout postseason. I mean, Dallas Cowboys, he had over 150 catches, and then he, he poured it on again, and you have Christian Watson. You know, Christian Watson, we didn't even see him healthy. And then you saw Aaron Jones really step up in the playoffs. He was hurt the majority of the season, but he was healthy uh, down the stretch. Uh, but Jordan Love – I really saw his potential uh, at Utah State. Uh, he was a really good college quarterback. And then you really sit behind one of the greatest quarterbacks uh, in NFL history and Aaron Rodgers. You sit behind him for a couple of years, get to learn the system, learn from him as well. And then you step into your shoes. And Green Bay doesn't really have much of a drop off. You, you, they really dominated nope. the Cowboys uh, in the wild card round. And then I thought that they should have won this game. I think that they really gave it away there. At the end, uh, but man, CMC is just playing on a different level right now. I mean, he was out in week 18 and week 17, so that's two weeks for him to really rest up. He's rested for the playoffs, so that's a, a dangerous force uh, for anybody who has to face this 49ers offense. Like you mentioned, Brock Purdy, he's been playing out of his, his mind ever since his name got called in the draft. Uh, so really good story for him. Uh, like you mentioned, we didn't see Debo Samuel. Pretty much had all in this one, but I mean, this was just a CMC show, and the 49ers defense stepped up when it should. Uh, you know, Dre Greenlaw uh, got that pick at the end uh, to really seal the deal there. Uh, so I think that the Packers, really, really good run for them. If you really look at the NFC North, I think that's a loaded division. We'll see what the Bears do. Do they draft Caleb Williams, or maybe do they get another wide receiver weapon with Marvin Harrison Jr.? And then the Lions, we'll, we're seeing what the Lions are doing now, and then the Packers, so, and then this is going to be a loaded division, and the Vikings, you don't know what they're going to be doing. You know, Kirk Cousins, 
yeah, in the offseason. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be a division that's going to be very fun for the next, you know, five or ten years. All of these teams are. Yeah, the uh, it's interesting you bring up Chicago. So, of course, there's been the talks of them bringing in Cliff Kingsbury to possibly interview for an offense coordinator's position. Um and the news with that is, is he's USC's quarterback coach. So, obviously, Coach Caleb Williams' season, and everybody's thinking, oh, if they hire him, it's an automatic Caleb Williams for the Bears. Dude, you bring in Cliff Kingsbury with Justin Fields as your quarterback? I mean, you trade that number one pick, and you get you get some draft capital, which they already have some. You bring in some more players around them. I probably wouldn't move on from Justin Fields that early. I'd give that – it's kind of a – Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Do you do you take Caleb Williams and let go of Justin Fields and not really know what his full potential could be? Or do you trust Justin Fields and miss out if Caleb Williams is is a you know boom, right? Which I don't I've said it before, I don't think he's going to be. Uh, that's an interesting offseason hire to watch, right? Because it's not necessarily a guarantee. Did Kingsbury never actually worked with Justin Fields, did he? It was it's just Caleb Williams. Uh, I'm trying to think. Of course, he had Kyler Murray, which Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, similar play styles, right? Uh, it would be very interesting to bring in that breath of fresh air into the Chicago uh, coaching staff to see what they could do with Justin Fields. But we'll get into the draft talk a little later on. Uh, the other playoff game, the magical run from Detroit. Eminem is playing into the success. The Detroit Lions are – is this their first NFC championship? Yeah. Yep. That, they uh, that, won, like, their first playoff game last week in, like, 32 years. Uh, so, the run continues. Yeah. They, uh, they're they going to run into the 49ers, and Mr. Bosa is going to have something to say about that. Do you know that uh, Bosa's great-grandfather took over the Al Capone crime organization when Capone went to jail? That's no, a little interesting that. tidbit I learned this morning. He had a house, uh, I think it was New York. It was back in the 40s, Tyler. He had 22 bedrooms in this place, two bowling alleys, and then he had like a marble bathtub. Uh, I read it on TMZ. Take it take it what you will. They did like a, a draft special on him when Bosa got drafted, uh, but just a little interesting point there. He, he took His great-grandfather was a mobster, so don't mess with Bosa. I'm sure his family's got some connections. But uh, the Lions took down the Bucks. The bake show ended. Uh, the dozen had to go home. What What'd you think from Baker? Did he play his way into getting a, a continuous contract next year with the Bucks? I think so. I mean, if you look at the hit and misses uh, of this NFC South quarterback, I think that Tampa yeah. Bay really hit at that. You know, New Orleans did not hit on Derek Carr. And then, you know, the Falcons are – who knows if they're going to draft another quarterback uh, in this draft class. Who knows? And the Panthers, I mean, yikes. They're, they're just uh, – yeah. <laughs> that organization – Not out on Bryce Young yet. Not yeah. out on Bryce Young. I wouldn't count them out either. Ownership, the ownership sucks uh, in Carolina. Uh, but, yeah, the Baker really had a phenomenal season. I think that – you would be uh, stupid to not bring him back. Uh, but I think that another thing is uh, Mike Evans might walk out the door. He might, you know, want more money. I just don't know if Tampa Bay is going to give him that. We'll see. You know, we saw Trey Palmer. He had a good rookie season. Didn't really see him as much because, you know, the Lions secondary uh, stepped up when it needed to. Uh, but, yeah, this was a, a back-and-forth game. And then we had that Amon Ra touchdown uh, really set it up. And then Tampa Bay was able to score – 
uh, late there uh, with Mike Evans touchdown. And then they went, decided to go for two, didn't get it. And then after that, it was pretty much all she wrote. Uh, Baker Mayfield ended up throwing interception uh, in the Detroit Lions. Uh, they're having a heck of a run. They went 12 and five. I mean, Dan Campbell, if there's a coach of the year award in the NFL, I would definitely give it to Dan Campbell. He's definitely been a bright spot there for that Detroit offense. You know, Jared Goff, he's been playing well. Uh, you got a two-headed monster back there in the backfield uh, with David Montgomery. That was a really good uh, signing there out of Chicago. And then, yeah, you definitely. know, drafting Jameer Gibbs. Uh, so I think that this this defense, obviously that secondary uh, is has not been playing well uh, this season. We saw uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson get that pick. Uh, but outside of that, it hasn't been great. Uh, so they definitely have a tall task uh, against this uh, 49ers offense. Yeah, that's going to be one heck of a game. Or Both both playoff games are on Sunday, right? They're not yep. doing Saturday, Sunday? Okay. Uh, last one to recap that happens every year. Chiefs-Bills. This is the new Brady-Manning Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen, which – I don't know if you can really call that because I don't think Josh Allen if Josh Allen hasn't beat him in the playoffs, right? At at, at some point, it's you can't blame Tyler Bass. I mean, Stephon Diggs is running down the field. He puts it in his hands and Diggs drops like a sixty yard bomb, right? So it's it wasn't great for the Bills. Uh, it was a heck of a game though. Um, you had Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey up in up in the suites. Jason Kelsey, man, he was the star of the show. Yeah. What a legend! I mean, the man takes his shirt off. He's chugging beer out of the out of the suites. Jumps into the stands. He's high fiving Bills fans. Um, you had his wife come and tell him, "Get his ass back in the suite. You're embarrassing me." Uh, imagine her when they're leaving. You know, you got your Uber, you got your car service. He's obviously drunk, right? Imagine her trying to get him into a car. That's uh. That's nothing I want to be a part of. That's uh, that's not a fun night. Um, but that was a heck of a game. Um, the weather kind of played into it a little bit. Uh, oh, I like it. Here we go. Question from Neil here. Who did it better, Jason Kelsey or Fitz Magic? I, mean, I got to go with Kelsey. I mean, <laughs> like there was just so much, like you know that that one part where he jumped out and like talking all the Bills fans and then even before the pregame it was like some little eight ball thing uh, that he did with the Bills Mafia he chugged that and then he brought yeah. uh, like a little girl into the suite to meet Taylor Swift so this man did literally everything he was probably hammered he's probably feeling it whenever he was waking up uh, but you know he's just supporting his bro yeah I, I mean he's I like a retired that. man like he can do whatever he wants now well I don't think it's officially official yet, right? Like all the reports have come out that he claimed that people said he said it was gonna be his last game. It's not official. I, I was saw a clip from their podcast that he hasn't officially announced it yet, but you could tell it's the end, right? Like it's inevitably gonna be the end. This is just probably wait until after Super Bowl, you know, hoping that his brother makes it, they get their moment. Um I saw something on Twitter that said, should Taylor Swift get a ring if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? I don't know about that one. That's uh, That one feels a little weird. But uh, I'm going to go with no because she didn't really contribute to the team. But maybe we'll get her get a halftime show if they make it to the Super Bowl. Maybe her and Usher will sing a little duet. Uh, but, yeah, Chiefs-Bills, as always, game for the ages. Tyler Bass misses a kick wide right. That's why kickers matter to people. Um, and Josh Allen's magic just wasn't enough to get it done. Patrick Mahomes is uh, 
never lost, or I guess he's lost once in the postseason, once or twice. Um, has never not played in the AFC Championship, which is a wild stat. So he'll be taking on Lamar. Uh, I saw it's Taylor Swift versus Kodak. Kodak says he's going to be at the game in Baltimore. Taylor Swift is obviously going to be there. Not sure who's going to win that battle. Uh, but let's get to it, Tyler. Let's get to our championship previews. We'll start in the NFC side with the 49ers and the Detroit Lions. Who do you see winning this game? Yeah, this is going to be a really good game. I mean, I, I believe uh, that this Lions offense uh, is really humming. Uh, like I mentioned, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown. We haven't really talked about Josh Reynolds on the show. I think that he definitely needs to be talked about. I think that he's really come on uh, this season. I just think that this this secondary is definitely has to play well uh, against the 49ers because I'm sure that Debo Samuel, he's going to be back uh, from his injury, Brandon Ayuk. It, it's just so much uh, star power on this one. Uh, I think that this might get into a high-scoring game. It's not going to get in, like, to the 40s or any of that, but I think that the winner of this game will probably get into the 30s. We know the logo matchup. You know, we know the colors. Uh, you know, the last two years, it's come to fruition. This is getting freaky, man. It's but I'm tired freaky. of playing with my – you know, going with my mind. I want to go with my heart, so I'm going to root for the Detroit Lions. They're going to move on to the Super Bowl and take down the number one seed 49ers. I think it's going to be a great game, uh, but I got to go with the Lions. I'm just going to go with it. Go with the underdog story and hope for uh, Detroit uh, making it to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. You know me being the upset specialist, I I want to root for the underdog. But then if you flip it, you've got the underdog and Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy versus the number one pick in the draft in 2016. Is that the year Jared Goff was drafted? I think so, no, yeah. Yeah, uh, and Jared Goff, right? Number one versus Mr. Irrelevant. That's an underdog story. Of course, the Lions versus 49ers is an underdog story. It's tough. Um, I think it being in the in San Francisco gives that edge to the 49ers. So I'm gonna pick the 49ers to end the Cinderella story. You know, Cinderella doesn't always wake up after midnight, uh, or whatever the saying is. Give me uh 49ers to take down the Lions to advance to the Super Bowl. I'm not going against the Super Bowl graphic. It's worked, okay? It's it's playing out. Uh, so I've got 49ers. Tyler's got Lions. Let us know uh, who you've got to win that game. We've got Neil in the comments. Again, Neil, we appreciate you, man. Uh, he's got Lions advancing to the Super Bowl. So on the flip side of the bracket, just mentioned it, Chiefs at Ravens. Hey, this is number three seed at the one seed in the AFC and the NFC. How about that? Um Chiefs versus Ravens, the Taylor Swift versus Kodak Bowl, uh, Kansas City versus Baltimore. Tyler, what do you see? What, who do you yeah, like? Yeah, couldn't really ask uh, for any better two matchups here. Uh, you know, these are really two evenly matched teams. The Ravens uh, have shown that they've definitely been the the best team in the AFC, and the Chiefs. So I want to show you why they're the defending Super Bowl champs. I mean, whenever Patrick Mahomes is on the field, it's hard to bet against them, uh, but. I really like the way that Lamar has been playing. Uh, like I mentioned on last week's show, you know, he had a slow start to the season, uh, but he's really come on. You know, his offense is starting to get healthier. It would definitely, you know, pay dividends uh, if Mark Andrews is back uh, to this game. Uh, but, you know, they're really finding their way uh, on the defense. I think that this defense has really carried them. You know, they really shut down C.J. Stroud, and Stroud uh, has been playing out of his mind. Uh, so, this Ravens uh, defense, if they can continue to play this way, uh, I'd see a hard time uh, for the Chiefs uh, 
are really doing this one. Uh, so I think that the Chiefs runs in here. Uh, you know, I picked the Ravens uh, to go a long way in the preseason. I know I'm doing it. I'm picking against Patrick Mahomes, uh, but I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I have Ravens and Lions meeting in Super Bowl 58. All right. Neil's got the same. This game's got a lot of similarities, too, right? You've got two MVP candidates and Patrick Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson. You've got the two top tight ends in the league, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. Wide receiver group, very similar. Not any huge names that really stand out, but they're doing enough to continue to go. The quarterback play has been the deciding factor. Um, I don't. I don't want to pick the Chiefs just to be different from you, but I also don't want to pick the Ravens to be the same as you. But that Ravens defense, man, it's something else. Uh, that's going to be a heck of a show. Patrick Mahomes first at defense. Um, I think Lamar is going to be able to do enough against the Chiefs defense, personally. I kind of like the narrative of Taylor Swift going to the Super Bowl, if I'm being honest. So give me the Chiefs. Let's get you just want to get the thing though. Like the, if you're gonna go with the logo, <laughs> I Tyler, my head. I don't know what to say. All right, it's it's tough. Um, give me the Chiefs. I know I said not to go against the logo, uh, but maybe there's some purple. Maybe the Chiefs have an alternate color somewhere that nobody knows about. So give me the 49ers versus the Chiefs. Um, I just, I just don't think you can bet against Patrick Mahomes. He's proven how good he is. Lamar, of course, is playing great, but I don't know. It's just that Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift, Kelsey, uh, Mama Kelsey magic just going on in uh, in Kansas City. So my prediction is Chiefs versus 49ers in the Super Bowl. You've got uh, Lions-Ravens. Neil's got Lions-Ravens. Drop your Super Bowl prediction below. Um, and speaking of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl is always full of great moments, unforgettable sports moments. Uh, and we put out a TikTok YouTube short out to, to, to pull some of our viewers unforgettable sports moments. And uh, I've got some here for you, Tyler. I want to read to you. Let me pull these comments up for you. Uh, so first one on the list was it uh, when Mbappe scored a hat trick in the world cup. Definitely an all moment is what this viewer reads. Uh, I personally don't watch a whole lot of soccer, so I don't really remember when he did it. I think he did it against Croatia, right? Yeah. Because it was France first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So That's why I don't not, remember. Not my favorite sports moment, right? Um, if you're in the chat, let us know your favorite sports moment of all time. Just throw it, throw it over there and we'll get to it. Uh, we got another one uh, from YouTube. Uh, New York Giants, 102-yard pick six against the Dolphins to set a franchise record. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then uh, last one on there, Aaron Rodgers launching a Hail Mary 70 yards against the Lions to pull the comeback win. Uh, I think that was on Thanksgiving, right, if I'm remembering the correct game? I, could I, I think it was just a Thursday night game. I don't, I don't know if it was ah, Just a Thursday night game, not a special. I, it was like so, – I forgot the tight end who he threw it to. Like, I forgot his Is name. Is it Jimmy Graham? He had no, it wasn't Jimmy Graham. Day. I forgot. I, I completely forgot. <laughs> well – if somebody knows, tell us. Uh, Tyler, what do you got on the TikTok side? Comments uh, for for favorite sports moments? 
Yeah, we got a bunch, uh, you know, uh, some college, some NFL. First, we'll start up. Obviously, this is an Alabama fan, 4th and 31 uh, from this year's Iron Bowl, Jordan Harris Stadium. This is real tight roll to finish off this stadium. I mean, I'd say it was the player of the year this past season, really saved Alabama's season. You know, they got to the college football playoff. If Auburn uh, really played uh, good defense, uh, then we don't see Alabama in the playoffs. So, and then uh, we see Elise, LSU winning the national championship. I think that we can attest to that. Uh, and then we got Cam. Yeah. With uh, giving first uh, the NFL one, uh, the onside kick and pick six by Tracy Porter as he watched himself score on the Jumbotron to seal the Saints' first ever Super Bowl. When those two play happened, it truly felt real. I think that a lot of Saints fans can attest to that. I still remember. Definitely missed those days. <laughs> right I, so I didn't actually see the play happen, right? We were at the Super Bowl party. Everybody's excited. The Saints are in the Super Bowl. Um, our neighbors having a Super Bowl party, right? And I went back to my house to get something. I don't remember what I was doing. Um, and I thought I had enough time to run from house to house. So I watched the play before, and I go running out of my front door. What This was 2009, so I was 11 years old. I go running out of my front door, and I guess the TV at my neighbor's house was a little bit ahead. And as soon as I hit that driveway, it was like, the place erupted. Everybody's going crazy. And I'm like, what's happening? And I bust through the front door. And people are picking me up. They're hugging me. We just won the Super Bowl. I mean, it was over at that point. And I never saw the play live. Of course, I've seen the replays. That's definitely one of my where were you moments. I was in the middle of the street running into the house uh to, to see it happen so yeah as soon as that play time. happened honestly i jetted around and i ran laps around my house I, that was probably like the most excited i've ever been as a saints fan obviously we had some least favorite times uh five years ago twitter you know decided to five yeah, years ago the no call happened to ruin our saturday uh, yeah but that one was rough outside of that let's get back uh cam said that that time davis wade stadium had zero seats open the porn rain combined with the deafening sound of cowbells as mississippi state upset number one auburn in 2014 yeah with the win mississippi state themselves went up to number one that season so yeah i mean 2014 i mean that's the best season that we've ever seen for Mississippi State football, we'll see if they can get back to that. And then we have a familiar face, Chet. He said Tommy Tanks walking it off I've against Wake Forest. Got it. So, we got to put it. The Tommy Tanks one is obviously a, a, a recency bias, right? Um, that was, I mean, amazing. I've got another LSU one back 2007, LSU versus Florida. Jacob Hester. Punching it in on the goal line. I mean, Hester was a dog that game. If who got that dog in him was a segment back then, he would have won it every week. All right. Time's ticking down. I think it's a fourth and goal, right, on the one-yard line. Maybe a third and goal. We had just gotten stuffed, but Les Miles said, uh-uh, we're going right back to Hester. He carried, like, three Florida Gators into the goal line. I was in the RV. Like, we were tailgating, right? So we're watching it at the RV. My dad's honking the horn. We're going crazy. Woo! I go running down the RV parking lot. I'm doing the gator chomp as I'm screaming, and I run up to a Florida RV. I go, y'all suck. I mean, I'm nine years old, and I chomp right in his face, and I take off running back uh, to our RV. That was an awesome – just the moments like that, I mean, it makes you makes you happy to be a sports fan. 
Um, Tyler, what's your favorite favorite uh, sports moment? Well, to get that that same night, like the the environment was already better, but yeah. that same night, that was the night that Stanford upset number one USC, and whenever they announced that, it, like it was pretty much over. Like the team knew that all right, this is our op- if we win this game, we're going into the number one spot. So yep. yeah, that Jacob Hester, I mean, if you knew Les Miles, he was not gonna. Like he was going for it, like fourth and one, fourth and five. It doesn't matter. Like he was going to run it out the gut. Hester I mean, that was just punching. Yeah, dude, I mean right that's if that doesn't happen, LSU doesn't win the national championship that year. Uh, but since everybody uh, gave like a pro one and a college one, I guess I'll do the same uh, for pro. I'm going to go to the 2006 season uh, for the Saints. You know, Hurricane Katrina happened uh, in August so five. The Saints' uh, first home game was against none other than the Atlanta Falcons, our bitter-hated rivals, and the man became a legend. Steve Gleason, they have mm-hmm. a statue outside of the Dome, and I wish I was there, honestly, but even through the TV, you could just felt like what that moment meant for the city. It was like, a, like pretty much a revival, and, you know, this, that really kicked off the Sean Payton era. I mean, that was his first year there. That, you know, the Saints ended up going to the NFC Championship, losing to Chicago, uh, but – that really, yes, like, by the way, BS. yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, that really set up, you know, the next couple of years uh, for the Saints. Uh, but it, it was more important for the city uh, to, you know, it was all this stuff that was going on with Hurricane Katrina. It, it really rebuilt that. And then college, I mean, I had to go for something from the 2019 game. Like honestly, like all the games that I went to, whenever uh, Joe Burrow hit Jamar Tate hit Jamar Chase for that touchdown for us to go up 42 to 25 and we're just going crazy swag surfing comes on and then the whole stadium gator chomps like that is the moment that I will remember forever I mean that was just like I've been to so many good games I like goosebumps, I, goosebumps. like to like whenever Patrick Peterson returned that point return against West yep. Virginia that was environment but I don't think anything will top me, like especially a student means so much. Like that LSU Florida 2019 game, you just have to be there. Yeah, no, the in in 20, so they of course they do swag surfing all the time, right? But 2019, the atmosphere in that stadium was so unmatched. The entire stadium's doing swag surfing. It's like it was like last week at the Chiefs game. Like that's what it took me back to. Uh, last one, real quick, for another LSU moment back uh, in. 2011 LSU versus Georgia SEC championship. We're down, I think, 14 nothing or 17. We were down like 10. I think we were down 10 nothing. 10 nothing right before half. That Georgia makes a mistake to put that ball to Tyron Matthew, aka the Honey Badger. And this man tiptoed his way all around the Georgia Bulldog defense, taking it to the house for a punt return touchdown. Ever since that, they never looked back. I was at that game with my dad. It was amazing in the Georgia Dome because we heard so much shit from every single Georgia Bulldog fan. And he take, took that sucker to the house. Uh, I could take a lot of crap as an LSU fan, but I could dish it too. And I'll never forget, of course, we're up big in the fourth quarter. It was like the Red Sea had parted. Everybody's leaving. All the LSU fans got the keys out, right? We're, we're like, hold, start the bus, start the bus. Um, so that was another one. We got uh, Neil over here, pro Music City Miracle. I'm not sure which game he's refer- referring to there. You know what he's talking about, Tyler? Uh, I, I know that the plays right now. I just don't remember uh, the Titans who they faced. I gotcha. And then, of course, in college, 
the Peach Bowl game, dominating against Oklahoma and punching out our way to the Natty. Uh, there's there's plenty of them. So if you're watching, drop your favorite sports moments in the comments. Uh, it was fun to post that short. Tyler, you did a great job. It was getting everybody's interaction. Uh, it, it was fun to hear. So we got another new segment coming live from the sp- from the uh, Sports Scramble podcast. New segment time. It's new New Year, new segment, right? We're calling this one Hidden Gems. These are sports news, sports segments that happened in the past week that you may have missed. Didn't really make big headlines, but something we saw made it interesting. They're funny. They're sad. They, they're heartwarming. They make you laugh. Um, mine's a, it's a sentimental one, right? This one you might have seen. It was kind of, it was in the news for a day. Uh, Sports Illustrated announced they're shutting down. The, the famed magazine, we used to get them every month. Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, am I right? <laughs> um, but they had plenty of great covers. Everybody on Twitter was posting their, their favorite Sports Illustrated covers. So that was one of my uh, hidden gems. I got another one. Tyler, I'll let you uh, give yours. Yeah, mine is going to go towards the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, no, it's not towards Mike McCarthy, even though they're not going to extend him, but they're bringing him back, which honestly I was shocked that they were going to do. Uh, but Dak Prescott's brother chimed in. And he wants his brother out of Dallas because of these so-called fans. I'm going to read the tweet for you. I mean, the article really explains itself. But Tad Prescott, the brother of Dak Prescott. So you got Dak and Tad. Okay. Dak and Tad. Tad. Uh, But Cowboys fans, why continue to DM me? Trust me, if I could get Dak to leave Dallas, I would. I, too, want him out of Dallas. The city and organization have been great to eat in our family, but done with drama and the so-called fans. But he loves his team and wants to bring in rings. That's Tad. <laughs> Interesting. Um, do you think that's foreshadowing something going on with Dak? Do you think he's uh, maybe time to to take his his talents elsewhere? Take well, I thought something was going to change. That I thought it was going to be more of the head coach, but it doesn't look like it. Uh, so, so we'll see. You know, I don't know how many years that Dak Prescott has uh, on his contract, uh, but I mean. I think you have to – if you're going to put it on anybody on that playoff loss, it's got to be the defense. I mean, Dan Quinn, I don't know what he was doing playing zone against the Green Bay Packers. I mean, giving up yeah. 40 points to Jordan Love. I mean, I know Jordan Love is a good quarterback and all, uh, but come on. Like, you had every opportunity. You were at home. Your offense was one of the best offenses. Uh, so, I don't know. Honestly, uh, Dak, I mean, he has – it's like really conti- – uh, he had a good season. It's just like whenever, like, they get to the playoffs, it's just like a curse organization. You can, like, you can have a good season like Dak Prescott in the regular seats and, and then choke in the playoffs like they always do. Yeah, that's uh, – I don't know really who to put, put – because Dak didn't play great, if I'm being honest, right? He had two picks. Um, but the family doesn't make the decision for you when you're in the NFL, especially not your brother named Tad. Uh, it's going to be Dak's decision in the end. Uh, my other one, which we'll, we'll have four traditionally when all four hosts are able to join us. Um, the Jake Rudin and RG3 Twitter beef that happened last week. Uh, that one kind of came out of left field. This is when uh, Philly and the Bucks were playing, so it's a little older news. But Jay Gruden... He's probably sitting on his couch, former coach of the, uh, I guess you could, we should say the Washington football team, uh, probably drinking a bourbon, right, or a beer, whatever he fancies himself. He just fires off a tweet. If 
I ever put a QB through what Philly is putting Jalen Hurts through, I apologize. Pick up a blitz. RG3, being the uh, the fine sportscaster and uh, sarcastic man he is, sends back a, a, a reply. He's got his glasses down like, am I reading this right? Say what? <laughs> and uh, Jay Gruden replies and says, uh, you weren't prepared, Robert? Question mark. RG3, you told me you didn't know how to coach a QB who could throw and run like me. So it looks like you weren't prepared, Jay. Um, and they go back and forth, beefing a little bit. Uh, until it comes on to, I kind of like lost a lot of it, right? But it ends up Jay Gruden telling RG3 to go back and race pigeons, like basically get lost. Uh, with a clip of RG3 racing a bird on, on like a 40-yard dash, RG3 comes back and is spitting facts about pigeons and how fast they are. He says they can fly up to 120 miles an hour, that they're the fastest, one of the fastest animals on the planet, blah, 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 which I hope is all true, uh, especially if you're going to come after your old coach like that. But then it just ended. So that was kind of an interesting, I mean, Brightened up the game, I guess, because there wasn't much going on in that Philadelphia and Bucks game. So that's that's my two uh, hidden gems from last week. Tyler, what's your last one? Well, mine's pretty recent. I don't know if it's mainly a hidden gem, but I think it raises a good question here. Uh, Caitlin Clark's uh, collision with a fan raises court storming concerns. Will conferences respond? I think that this could even be a, taken a step further. Like, is court storming just going to be absolutely stopped? Court storming is a little scary considering, I guess when you storm a football field, there's 100 yards, right? And the players kind of have some time to get out of there. It takes a little longer for the fans to get out of the stadium. Storming a court's no joke. I mean, they're they're on it like that. Yeah. I mean, you saw, uh, who was it? I think Larry Bird knocked somebody out one time when a fan stormed the court. Oh, that might be totally wrong, but uh, I thought I heard that. That's uh, – I understand where they're coming from. Will it ever stop? No, I don't think it ever will. The big upsets, you had uh, UCF upset Texas last week. They yeah. stormed the court. Oh, my gosh. I almost brought that court one up, down. too. The Texas head coach, what a – What a wuss. Uh, and, then he, and then, like, he said all that, and he, like, he was like, oh, we don't celebrate national championships and jump up and down. They literally did that when I think that they beat – They know, beat Baylor. Beat yeah, they Damn. beat Baylor, and the man was like, you could see him. He was jumping like up and down, like having like yeah. a crazy time. Like, Dude, they're not going to last. Then he comes back SEC. like, oh, I apologize for that. Like, brother, wait till you get to the SEC. Like, everybody's going to be giving you horns down. So you, you better get used to it, buddy. It's going to happen in college. It's going to happen in football. It's going to happen in baseball. Like, even just like it's a 15 yard penalty, like, get over it. Yeah, the. Uh... Their first game in Tiger Stadium, I guarantee you, the entire student section is just gonna do this the whole game. They're just gonna, they're just gonna horns down the whole time. Might be more than that. Yeah. So, um, uh, back to your point, the court storming. It's definitely an issue of player safety, but I don't think they're gonna stop it. I mean, it's an upset. You just you got to be better about in a game like that one. Clearly, Ohio State had already won. You got to be better about getting the players off off the court. Right. Um, security's got to be a little better. They'll figure it out. They're, they're multi-million dollar schools. They make tons of money. They don't want somebody getting sued. They'll figure it out. Uh, Tyler, what do you want to do? You want to do college football or you want to go dog in them? Let's go dog.
All right, here we go. We got that dog in. Who got that dog in them? Everybody's favorite segment. I know Maddie Ice is watching. Maddie Ice, we, we you were out last week. We gave you a pass. You're on your honeymoon. Congratulations. Of course, you got dog of the week last week. Uh, let us know who got that dog in them in the comments. Uh, Tyler, start us off. Yeah, we did get Matt Jones the honorary dog of the week uh, last week. Uh, so congratulations for that. But I'm going to go to the golfing world, semi-golfing world, you could say. Uh, but I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. He just hit a hole-in-one. I mean, if you hit a hole-in-one, automatic dog of the week. I mean, if you can, that's like probably the toughest thing to ever complete in the sports world, like any sports, is to hit a hole-in-one. I haven't it's gotten remotely close to it. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, especially coming off an Achilles surgery, to be able to First do time that. playing golf. Yeah, first, first time playing golf. I mean, we saw him in the Capital One, uh, the match. Uh, uh, he fared well in that one in the battle of the quarterbacks. Uh, so he's, uh, you know, if he ain't going to have more years under his belt being a quarterback, I think he has a bright future maybe on the PGA Tour. Who knows? Eh, live Tour. We said it. Live Tour. Aaron yeah, Rodgers. make a lot of money on the live. Um, party, so. It was cool because it was all, he took his offensive line. It was an offensive line trip. Like took them all out to play golf. Uh, first, said first round back from the surgery, hole in one. What do you know? Uh, I'm also in the golf world. Neil just put it in the comments. Nick Dunlap, uh, sophomore out of Alabama. Last week he was in class. Okay, this week he's playing the American Express Tournament uh, at PGA West, which is a uh, no easy, uh, no easy golf tournament. Okay, or no easy golf course. Going Saturday night, he's got the lead at minus twenty-seven, which. He shot a 60 on Friday. A 60. Like, we're, that's insane. Um, minus 27, solo leader. In second place, Justin Thomas, Sam Burns. Little people know Justin Thomas. Alabama graduate, Sam Burns. LSU graduate, poor Sam Burns. Had to shave. Roll tide roll into the side of his head. Lost a bet. Uh, ended up getting rid of the mullet to get rid of that nasty stuff on the side of his head. Uh, so they got a threesome final group. It's neck and neck, right? Burns. And uh, Nick Dunlap are tied going into the uh, 16th hole. Island Green. Dunlap just made a birdie to tie it on the 15th hole. Burns pushes his his uh, his tee shot into the water, makes a double bogey. Now uh, Dunlap's up two going into the last couple holes. 18th hole, he's up one. Um he hits his drive kind of to the right in a little peculiar spot. Hits his approach shot, not great. Hits a fan, and it trickles next to the green. He's got to get up and down for par to win the tournament as an amateur. 20-year-old, first will be the first amateur to win an event since 1991 when Phil Mickelson did it. Hits a beautiful chip shot to six feet. He's got a pretty straight putt, six feet. I've never been so nervous watching somebody take a putt. I wanted Sam Burns to win, but he was kind of out of it. And I just, the amateur is the great story, right? Nails the putt, and the rest is history. First, like I said, first amateur to win since 1991 when Phil did it. Uh, he actually hit in the water on the seventh hole to lose the lead and had to battle back from adversity. So kudos to the kid. Uh, he gets some some tour exemption status. He can turn pro if he wants. Gets his pro card. Uh, he's not made a decision about that, but he does get into the Masters. The players 
in the PGA Championship, and he also gets into one other tournament. I do not remember what it was. Unfortunately, he doesn't win any of the money because he's an amateur, but I'm sure he'll get paid through sponsorship deals. He's with TaylorMade, Adidas, things like that. Tyler, his odds at the beginning of the week, plus 450000 to win. I mean, that's that's insane. 450000 to win the tournament. So, um, congratulations, Nick Dunlap. And we got our other one from Matty Ice. Who got that dog in him? You want to know who's got that dog in him? How about the fan that gave Caitlin Clark the hit stick? My goodness. I like it, Matt Jones. Uh, Caitlin Clark. That's the first time we had a fan involved in the dog of the week. I know. Shout out to the Ohio State fan. Let her know who stands on business. She stands on business. She ain't getting out the way. Uh, But glad to see she's okay. Um, Speaking of Ohio State, some college football news, Tyler. They are loading up in the transfer portal. What, what are you seeing from the Buckeyes? Yeah, I mean, this is a team uh, that sees an opportunity, especially if Jim Harbaugh uh, dashes uh, and takes Los Angeles Chargers role. Uh, I mean, I mean, they are just really adding everything. Like Quinchon Druckens, I thought that he was for sure lock uh, to stay at Ole Miss, uh, but I don't know if it's something with the locker room or he sees an opportunity to go to Ohio State. Uh, we'll see. I mean, Trevion Henderson is coming back, though, uh, so it's going to be a split backfield and then uh, one of their top obviously they're losing Marvin Harrison Jr. but they're getting a lot of wide receiver depth uh, and then obviously Kyle McCord is going to Syracuse but they did get Will Howard if you're asking me that's a total upgrade McCord absolutely I don't know why he's going to Syracuse experience all day Uh, but yeah this defense uh, really you got one of the best freshmen I mean Caleb Downs uh, he was like the first uh, true freshman Alabama history uh, to lead the team in tackles. So, I mean, that secondary is going to be absolutely filthy. You're getting one of the best uh, defensive edge rushers coming back. Uh, so this is a team that's had a Michigan problem in the last couple of years. You know, they really had their way against, you know, the Penn States of the world, the Iowa's of the world. Uh, but this is going to be a new Big Ten. You know, you got Washington, uh, USC, you, you know, UCLA coming into this. Uh, but really look at their schedule. They got some really – Tough matchups, you know, they go on the road to Oregon. They go on the road to Penn State. Uh, but outside of that, you know, you really have a, you know, a schedule that you go 11-1, maybe 12-0. Uh, so this is going to be a team that I think that a lot of people are going to really be talking about this offseason, maybe one of the favorites uh, to win the Big Ten. I think that I would definitely be shocked if this is a team that's not in the 12-team playoff. I don't oh, think that this is going to be a team that win, that loses – like two or three games. I think the maximum is two. Uh, but if you want to place a future bet, I think that Ohio State is one of those teams, uh, you know, Will Howard, the experience with the really the weapons they have at offense. I think that this is going to pretty much be a super team in the Big Ten that they're building to try and take down Michigan. So I think they're a lock to make the playoffs, 12-team playoffs. I mean, you could pretty much take the top two teams out of every conference if they're probably in, right? Um, Michigan's losing JJ McCarthy, uh, losing, I can never remember his name. They're running Blake back Corm. Blake Corm, an absolute dog. His name always escapes me though. Um, Jim Harbaugh, possibly. I mean, I'm not saying Michigan's going to be bad next year. Right. Uh, they got a I tough think, schedule. I think Ohio State's loading up in the transfer portal. Like you said, um, McCord's gone. They bring in Will Howard. They just got uh, Alabama's freshman. Uh, 
was he on campus? The five star plus is what he's rated on three because he's a consistent consensus five star. Was he a freshman this year or is he a high school recruit? I think it's a high school recruit. Uh, yeah, he, they they got two of them. They got Caleb Downs, who was named the SEC freshman and defensive player of the year, and then they got one of the recruits. Uh, so yeah, I mean Alabama is another story. I think that. This is like the first time that we're seeing like a mass exodus uh, of Alabama. I think that you're seeing a lot of players. You know, they had a five-star quarterback. He's entering the transfer portal. Uh, so it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be looking at what Alabama is going to be doing in this. It's, I don't think that it's going to be that big of a drop-off, uh, but I think there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off because, you know, no one's going to be as good of a coach as Nick Saban. Uh, but I, right. I think that Alabama is a team that's not going to go away quite yet. I don't think they're going to go away, right? Um you got Jalen Milrow. Who knows if he's going to be a starting quarterback? It could very well be Will Rogers. Um, or that's that he he followed. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jalen DeBoer. DeBoer, yeah. But losing, I think the total was 29, 27, 29 players. I mean, that's half your roster or a quarter of your roster, third of your roster, I guess, technically. Uh, that's tough, right? And so you've got. You can't really make that up with with recruits because you lost a lot of recruits too. You got to pull guys out of the transfer portal when it opens back up. Do I think they're going to fall off and not win a single game? No. Do I think they're going to fall off and uh, tick down the the uh, totem pole? Yeah, I think it's going to be an even playing field. You're probably going to see Georgia as the top dog in the SEC, uh, which they've kind of been building over the past couple of years with Kirby Smart. Do I love what's happening in Alabama? Hell yes, I do. This is amazing. Coming from an LSU fan who has dealt with this crap for the past couple of years when Coach O left, we had everybody leave. And to hear all of the Alabama bums, their fans, the gumps, oh, they're tampering with our players. Paul, Paul, they got to fix this NIL, this transfer portal stuff. Well, guess what, buddy? It's happening. It's been happening to everybody. Y'all been stealing our players. Now, Now we're stealing yours. It's open season over in Tuscaloosa. I love it. I'm here for it. It's carnage. Okay. They'll figure it out eventually, but for the time being, let it burn. Burn just like the trees. Let it burn. All right. Y'all burned them Alabama trees. And now the karma is coming back to get you. Uh or I'm sorry, burn the Auburn trees. Karma is now coming back to get you. Um back to the Buckeyes. I'm kind of buying the hype. I think they'll probably win the Big Ten. Uh we'll have Fletch on hopefully next week if he ever, you know, stops working. Uh, he's more of our Big Ten guy, but Quinshawn Junkins in the Big Ten, he, he dominated in the SEC. I mean, I don't think you're gonna he's going to lose a step going to the Big Ten. Whether he starts or not, that's yet to be seen. Uh, but I think he'll be fine. Uh, but how about this uh, Miami tight end returning for his ninth season of college? Dude, at that point, hang it up, get a J-O-B job. Go sell used cars. I mean, come on, man. Nine seasons? That's a 27-year-old playing against 18-year-olds out there. That's about as long as Miami's been relevant as a program. I mean, I, I just don't know what's going on in Miami anymore. I mean, I, I was a fan growing up, you know, in the early 90s. Uh, but, my gosh, I don't know what's happening. I think that ever since they tore down the Orange Bowl, that program has been in the absolute dumps. I mean, that was like that was probably like one of the – I know that it needed a revamp, but who the hell wanted the Miami Marlins Stadium to be replaced with that? I think – so that's on that. Another note, uh, but, yeah, nine years in college – I, I think that I read like well, he has tool, his he he's like he has his bachelor's he's already. He has his PhD. He has his PhD. He has his doctor degree. I mean, he's going to get every degree in the book that he's going to have more degrees than trophies at Miami. So, 
I, I don't know. I just, like, how much NIL money is this man making for him? To Dude, he's probably getting something for, like, from Copper Tone, right? You know, like how old is he? He's got to be, like, 25, 26, 27. My gosh. Oh, well, he can't go to the NFL because no NFL team is going to – like, he has, like – if he even makes it to the NFL, he'll have, like – Maybe seven, eight years, and then he'll have to hang it up. It's like it's going to be a short NFL career. Uh, so yeah. I don't know. He's probably I mean, got, yes, like experience, like college is some of your best years of life, but at some point you got to move though. on with your life. He's probably got copper tone, you know, the like Brett Favre, <laughs> like copper sleeves. Probably sponsored um, by something. Skechers. He's going to be rocking some Skechers cleats. We say 27, like that's old. It's old. Man, it's not old, years, but it's right? old for college. Yeah. Now, that's uh that so that should have been one of our hidden gems. I mean, that was a wild one. Uh, but Tyler, that's all I got. We appreciate y'all tuning in to the to the duo. You got anything else for the fans, Tyler? No, I just uh just uh, want to continue to say that we appreciate your support. You know, appreciate the interactions. You know, both on the the TikToks, uh, you know, on the YouTube lives, uh, and also the YouTube shorts. So uh, we definitely appreciate it. Not only do you want us uh, to be involved in this, uh, but we want to get our community involved as much as yep. we can. So we appreciate everybody. And uh, our yearly goal is met uh, 22 days into it. So we'll have to adjust accordingly. Uh, so we'll see how far it takes us. Uh, so Road to 1,000 starts now. Yeah. Our goal was 500 by the end of this year. We're already at it. So yep. we appreciate everybody. We, you know, it's, it's growing faster than we expected. But, hey, let's keep riding it. Sports yep. scramble to the moon, just like Doge to the moon. Dive like Dabo table. says, you better buy the stock of the sports scramble while you can. Yeah. Well, uh, we're excited for college baseball season. We'll have more big things coming up here in a couple days. Uh, we appreciate everybody watching. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe button, um, comment your favorite sports moments, uh, get in on the Hidden Gems segments. Of course, hit that bell when we upload on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate it, and we hope you all have a wonderful week. 